Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, July 10th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, it has been a minute since we've done one of these episodes. We took last week off from Today on Broadway, but as everybody listening hopefully knows, we had a ton of episodes in the podcast feed throughout. We're going to go through those uh, at the end of the episode just to kind of recap and uh, do some recommendations of our own stuff. But we hope everyone had a wonderful holiday week. Of course, if you are listening here, you can get every episode, including all of those special episodes before anyone else over at patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com slash patreon we're gonna be talking a little bit more about that in the coming weeks we're gonna have a little survey for y'all and uh, maybe doing some some fun things and some restructuring over there so pay attention to that so grace tomorrow you have something uh really exciting that you wanted to let people know about as well Yeah, so famously, um, I'm really excited about The Shark is Broken opening at the Golden Theater. I'm sad to see Prima Facie go, but I'm excited for another film kind of like insider scoop play. Um, It's starring Colin Donnell, Ian Shaw, Alex Brightman. Um, It's it's fantastic. Olivia nominated, et cetera, et cetera. All that being said, to signify and like, you know, give homage to the original Jaws film, Uh, happening in 1975 they're offering like the first 200 people in line on tuesday at 12 30 at the john golden theater box office 19 dollar and 75 cent tickets um i'm gonna be there it's gonna be fun there's gonna be like a ton of uh shark is broken jerseys there might be little shark moments um perhaps the cast might be able to swing by not sure um we're really excited for whatever might happen but it's gonna be really really fun and lovely so you should come by um if you haven't already gotten your tickets but also even if you got your tickets like come on (laughs) get more um get more Yeah. But Grace, what we're going to do today is just kind of run through some of the biggest bits of news from the past week and talk about some things that we missed while we were off. And two of the biggest things that happened are we had two new shows come to Broadway. The first one was Back to the Future, which actually happened like over a week ago now by the time you are hearing this. Uh, It began performances at the Winter Garden Theater already seeing a lot of people talking about just what a spectacular spectacular it is and really excited to hear more about this and see how the transfer from the UK went and then over this past weekend over at the Helen Hayes Theater Cottage began performances on Broadway with a phenomenal cast and a very starry director it is currently scheduled to run through October 29th Grace you I believe you saw Back to the Future in London and you've been at a lot of like the nope. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, I <laughs> no. thought you did. <laughs> I work oh. on it here, but I've never seen oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. So you you work on Back to the Future and you've gone to some of the like the influencer pre-production stuff for Cottage, right? Oh, yes. Okay. So the Cottage, um, I went to the final invite address. And I've been following along um, for a couple of the uh, events. I've been, it's been so lovely. I was invited by uh, Yes Broadway. And, and um, it's been really exciting because we had no idea what the show was about. Like we were all gathering, kind of getting to meet and greet mm-hmm. with the cast, um, the creative team, all those things. And we really weren't sure what to expect with the show. We know Farce. We know Sandy Rustin. We got to meet her a couple of times. She's excellent. Um, the, the She's playwright. the playwright, and, yeah. Yeah, and... It's so cool to see a group of people that have been really hyping the show up all together for this dress rehearsal. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh my God, this is such a phenomenal cast. And Laura Bell Bundy, I mean, I can't really, I guess because it's that was the dress rehearsal, I can't totally. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's yeah. very cool to see something that you weren't 
you you really didn't have any because there was no out of town. There was no script that we were given. Like we, we really had no idea what we were in for. And Jason Alexander gave a beautiful little speech at the top of it to say, um, hey, guys, we are, you know, we're still this is this is still in production. Right. So this is the final dress rehearsal. So if you laugh, laugh. But if you don't laugh, that's also telling for us too. like, mm-hmm. you know, a, a joke could get cut. And that's part of this. So like, don't lie to us. Please don't like be totally honest with your reactions. Please don't try to just like, you know, give us the biggest laughs if something wasn't that funny. Like we need your honesty in this moment. And it was so sweet. Um. But yeah, yeah, really, really exciting stuff. It was also really great to see Dana Steingold in such a prominent principal role. And that's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, Jason Alexander, obviously a Tony winner in his own right as a performer, obviously star of Seinfeld. He is directing this show. The cast features, as you mentioned, Laura Bell Bundy and Dana Steingold, but also Lily Cooper, Eric McCormick, Alex Moffat, and Nahal Joshi, who is the only one of those people that that I don't know. So He was also in Phantom um, across the street for oh, the longest. Okay, cool. So yeah, he's he's a vet. He's excellent. Also Aaron Davies, Bo. Um, so it was exciting oh, to see her cool, in the cool. audience for that final dress as well. Very fun. Well, we have a lot more coming to Broadway here in the coming uh, weeks and especially months. Here in a couple weeks at the end of the month, we will have The Shark is Broken coming to the Golden. Then we have just like that short week and a half El Mago pop uh, concerty type thing coming to the Barrymore. But then in September, we've got you know, the start of the fall season, Melissa Etheridge is bringing her show to Circle in the Square. We have Merrily We Roll Along starting at the Hudson, Gutenberg the musical happening over at the James Earl Jones. And then I'm I'm guessing we'll probably get uh, Yaya's African hair braiding at the Freedman at some point because they've got Prayer for a French Republic coming in in December and that's supposed to happen before that. Uh, and then Pearly Victorious. So we are starting do we to think gear that up. Till, do we th- I just want to say this. Do we think that Timothy Chalamet well, is that's my next doing... Story. Oh, that's my next story. So you, you didn't see the rundown, but yes. Okay. So perfect transition by my always professional and on top of things, co-host Grace Aki. So apparently good old Timmy Chalamet, he posted an Instagram story. So I can't link it to you because it's already expired. He was in an office, just a normal office. And he tagged the official Manhattan theater club account. Do we know what this means? No, but Timothy Chalamet has worked with Manhattan Theater Club before. I remember when he did uh, the off-Broadway production of Prodigal Son in 2015. He won a, a Lucille Lortel Award for it and uh, was nominated for a Drama League Award. And that was when I really, the only thing we knew about him was, I think he was on, was he on Homeland? Was he like the younger, like uh, Damian Lewis's son in Homeland? I think that's all I really knew him from. And now he's obviously become one of the biggest stars in the in the world. So you think he might be involved with, with Yaya's? Is that where you're going with this grace? The prayer for the French Republic. Oh, that, Oh, that makes more sense. I don't know anything about, uh, Yaya's <laughs> that I get, but it does make more sense. So you think prayer for the French Republic, you don't think they'll just bring the, the off Broadway cast, uh, lock, stock and smoking barrel. No, I think, I mean, I truly have no insight here. It's just, it, that feels like the fit. Certainly, Chalamet is French, so uh, he could be uh, anything French. And that was an MTC show. Yes, absolutely. It is an MTC show. It is coming to Broadway. So uh, we'll see. That makes sense. Uh, Who knows? I I don't know anything about this, but uh, I guess we will certainly wait and see. And you know the fangirlies are going to love that if uh, if Chalamet is on Broadway. So very fun. Timote. Um, all right, so let's move on to some very cool news. Over the uh, past week, the Theater Hall of Fame announced its 2023 inductees, and they are, 
iconic as you would expect. The actors on the list are Mandy Patinkin, B.B. Newworth, Judd Hirsch, and Laurie Metcalf. Director Joanne Acolytis is in there as well. John Weidman, who I don't know if you actually worked super closely with John uh, personally, but obviously worked on the latest Assassins album that he wrote. Maury Yeston is also in there and posthumously playwright Amiri Baraka uh, will be inducted. The ceremony will happen at the Gershwin Theater on November 6th. The great five-time Tony Award winner Susan Stroman will serve as the MC. But I mean, really looking at that list, Mandy, Beebe, Judd, Lori, John, Maury, I mean, all of them just absolute icons. And uh, we don't talk enough about the Theater Hall of Fame. Like we, this needs to become a, a bigger thing. Like I, I think we need to make sure that this gets as much publicity uh, as humanly possible. As a Sardis portrait. <laughs> oh my God. And the, the, can we talk about the Sardis portraits real quick? Like for the past half decade or so, truly, no, I, I don't know who the artist is that's doing them nowadays, but they're terrible. Like they're just bad. Like I. <laughs> They're horrible. They don't look anything like the people. They're just bad. Like I live, you know, close to Disney and and there are so many caricaturists that work at Disney that I feel like could do better Sardis portraits than what we've gotten recently. Like truly, if you put the picture of whatever star it is holding up their their caricature next to their face, there is no similarity on most of them. Am I wrong? I You just don't want to say it cuz you don't want to trash other artists. It's fine. I, I don't care. Okay, you can't. Okay, I can. You cannot. You're an artist uh, in in your own right, uh, not only a great writer and comedian and actor, but also a, a, I don't know what type of visual art, uh, watercolors and all that stuff. So you're just trying to be polite. I don't have to be because I have no soul. Anyway, moving on, something that gives everybody soul, and it doesn't really matter now because she was already getting ready to join the production on this coming Tuesday, but Leia Salonga actually got an early start in Here's Lies Love on Broadway. She started on July 5th. She was originally supposed to start on July 11th. It's this whole weird thing where like she didn't start with the first previews, but she's going to be in the show through opening and a little bit into August, but she got a week start. Grace, you know, I'm coming into town in a month. I mean, if Leia Salonga wasn't in the show, I would already have to see it because of everybody else and all the talent and the buzz about it. But like just the fact that Leia Salonga is in Here Lies Love means that it is a no doubt I have to be in the theater, probably standing as close as humanly possible as Leia uh, in yeah, that's, three, four that weeks. feels right. Like I yeah. am of the same camp, so I get yeah. it. Now, speaking of things that I think a lot of people will be excited about, Last week, the new Stranger Things stage play, The First Shadow, released a very cool teaser trailer. Like, there's not a lot of details in it, but the one detail that I thought was really important was that they are certainly not only just setting this in the Stranger Things cinematic universe, so to speak, but also making it very clear that Stranger Things, The First Shadow, will very likely impact what we know happens in Stranger Things, the TV show season five, which will be the final season that is still yet to, I think, even begin filming because of the writer strike. But it says in the trailer, the beginning of the Stranger Things story might hold the key to what comes next, which since there's only one season left of Stranger Things, that, you know, obviously uh, makes it you feel like to, to fully understand that or at least to have some additional context to that, you have to see the show. Although I think it's gonna be very tough to get tickets to the show. It doesn't begin performances until November 17th at the Phoenix Theater in London. And the first month is already sold out. And I assume once it gets closer to the holidays, the rest of those tickets will sell out. So who knows how long it's going to run. But for the Stranger Thing heads among us, 
this might be something that you have to check out before diving into that final season or doing a rewatch or something like that, Grace. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's going to be amazing. Okay. That's all I'll say. Are you, work- are you guys working on this, too? Swish. Swish. Okay, good. Um, I, I mean, and you don't know? Okay. Uh, I have to assume at some point it's coming over, just like, you know, Cursed Child did. Like, I, there's no way that they're doing this and not bringing it to the U.S. at some point. But. Yeah, I have no insight, but I just know that, like, the synergy between the, the show and what you were just speaking to, like, this is this is probably, like, never been done. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, it's a fascinating trajectory of, like, how we're telling stories that are yeah. tied to this IP in multiple mediums. And I'm really fascinated to see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, it's the next step in, like, the the MCUification of movies, where it's like, you have to see this movie to understand what happens in this movie. And then they start throwing in streaming TV shows. Yeah. It's like, I I'm sure that they will try to make this play stand on its own. So you don't have to have any information from the, the series, but being able to have all of that knowledge base coming in and then coming out into the next season of TV certainly will probably enhance your understanding and appreciation for what you're seeing. All right. So let's talk about a show that I'm pretty confident that Timothy Chalamet will not be in. And that is because the Manhattan Theater Club announced the full cast for the upcoming off-Broadway production of Poor Yellow Rednecks. The show is going to begin performances at New York City Center on October 10th. This is the play that I believe had previously been scheduled to be a part of the 2020 season. It might have even started previews. I don't remember. Um, and then obviously the pandemic happened. It's Quinewin's play directed oh. by May Adralis. The cast in full includes John Hoach, Ben Levin, Samantha Kwan, John Norman Schneider, Maureen Sebastian, and Paco Tolson. The creative team was also completely announced. We will have all of the information in the show notes if you want to check that out. Sticking off Broadway, though, we had previously talked about some of the, the changeover in cast over at Titanic. They announced that the longest running Alphaba in the history of, of Wicked on Broadway, Jackie Burns, will take over the role of Celine Dion beginning on July 18th. She will replace another former Alphaba, Nicole Parker, who will play her for- final performance on July 16th. She will be joining uh, some other new cast members. Playing Rose will be Lindsay Heather Pierce another former Alphaba, uh, Michael Williams as Jack, Anthony Murphy as Victor Garber, and Brandon Contreras as Cal. The show is currently scheduled to run and is currently selling tickets through January 7th over the Daryl Roth Theater. Like, if they're just going to keep putting super talented Broadway folks that I really, really like into this, Grace, I'm going to have to keep going back. They don't need to close in January, so just keep doing this stuff, and I'm going to go back to the Titanic as often as humanly possible. I would see the show every day of my life. I love it so much. Uh, I wouldn't see it every other I, every day. I would alternate this and Once Upon a One More Time and be very content uh, with my theater-going decisions. Um, all right, let's go out on tour. And this is an interesting announcement for me, and I'll tell you why here in a second. But it was announced that Richard Thomas has extended his run in the first national tour of Aaron Sorkin's stage adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird. It originally launched back in March 2022. So he is continuing for another uh, season. So he will go through the 2024 season, which will be his third season with the tour. Additional casting will be announced. And what's interesting with me for this is that we just aren't seeing a ton of tours continue to stay at the production contract level or whatever the high, whatever level it is for three seasons. Like Richard Thomas is an Emmy winner. He's, you know, a vet. He's not going down to like 
the bus and truck level tour. Um, so it's interesting with this, you know, being out here in the, the touring regions, we see a lot of shows that come through Orlando or on that first year. So you get the big buzzy stars that join with it. But then we also get some that have been touring for two, three years and oftentimes four or five And the, the, the commitment to those productions is, uh, it's pretty telling the talent is always game for everything, but you know, you can just tell. So it's interesting to me that Richard Thomas is sticking with this for a third year, obviously a great role and one that he enjoys doing, but I, I was very kind of surprised that he is going to be doing this for a third straight year on the road. I gotta say Richard Thomas is a really kind dude. Um, I, I knew him previously, like when I was working retail and that guy was one of the nicest <laughs> celebrities so I've ever encountered. Um, he was just amazing. Like, honestly, anytime he would want to, um, get himself something, he would go, Oh, you know what? Also, if there's anything like also really nice and like comfortable for my wife, like she's traveling with me as well. Could you like throw something else in? And it was just like, Oh my God, you're, a, you're just a gem of a person. So I'm not surprised that, um, he wants to continue on if he likes the people he's working with. He's a lovely person. Yes. And that makes me very happy to hear. Uh, all right. So real quick announcement. The Roundabout Theater Company revealed the dates for the upcoming world premiere of The Refuge Plays by Nathan Allen Davis and directed by Patricia McGregor. Uh, it is being done in kind of an association with New York Theater Workshop. They'll begin performances off Broadway on September 14th with an official opening on October 4th and is currently scheduled to run through November 12th. If you want to read more about that, head over to the show notes. Cast will be announced in the coming days and weeks. And because we have been uh, off last week, we're behind, so you missed the first week of this, but Broadway and Bryant Park will be running every Thursday through the rest of this month. The previous week on July 6th featured performances by the Book of Mormon, Kimberly Akimbo, Some Like It Hot, and Wicked. This coming Thursday, July 13th, it will have a pre-show of My Beloved Once Upon a One More Time. The main performances will be from Chicago, Moulin Rouge, A Beautiful Noise, and Six on the 20th. The pre-show will be How to Dance in Ohio, which is something that I wish I knew when I was in show choir back in high school. The main show will be from Disney, so we'll be featuring Aladdin, Frozen, interestingly, and uh, The Lion King. Do you have any insight on what they're actually going to be doing for Frozen there, Grace? No, but I'm sure that it's because there are New York-based cast members from the Broadway production here. That's probably true. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, I I didn't know if they were going to call in a certain lovable oh, cuddly snowman oh gosh, or anything wouldn't that be so lovely um i'm sure that this is carissa hodgelin they've um uh utilized her incredible talents having been in the broadway company um anytime they do a new york showing so it would not surprise me if we are all graced with carissa here Lovely. Uh, and then July 27th, the pre-show will be from Little Shop of Horrors. The main show will be in Juliet, Back to the Future, New York, New York, and Chuck. Grace, I feel like those are all your shows pretty much. I, w- I and but I also don't know what the shows are doing, so I'm excited too. Very cool. Well, of course, you, you will see the videos everywhere on social media after this. We will ha- we actually have some highlights from that first one that we uh, that we talked about um, with Mormon Kimberly Kimbo. So I'm like a hot and wicked. So you can check that out in the show notes. Now to wrap up, I did just want to talk about the really fun episodes that we had last week. Grace, it started with you. This show wrapped up its run on on Sunday, but it was still a really great interview that you had with Delaney Feener and Pamela Sabal uh, from the all-female and gender-fluid production of Richard III that was playing multiple parks across New York from the New York Classical Theater. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation, talking about Shakespeare in this production, but also kind of the diversity and the fact that, you know, there's actually a, a, a disabled person playing Richard III, which, uh, you know, we don't often see. So that's in uh, the podcast feed. 
Then we also had, I'm going to run through these fairly quickly. We had our regular this week on Broadway on the 2nd and then again on the 9th, of course. Uh, Jennifer McHugh and I got together to talk about our first half of 2023 pop culture favorites in an episode of Some Like It Pop. Then Jan Simpson ran through her summer reading list and James interviewed Robert W. Schneider. That happened on the 4th. Then I spoke with Jessica Vosk about Chess at the Muni. I'm currently still in St. Louis, having seen the show at the Muni earlier this week. You can hear all of that. Then I chatted with Ricky Rojas from Moulin Rouge about his upcoming cabaret that'll be happening uh, tonight, Monday the 10th, at Chelsea Table and Stage, so you can check that out. And then, Grace, you, our friend Ashley Hufford, and I all talked about the new movie Theater Camp, and it led to really one of the most startling tweets and then series of DMs that I've gotten in a long time, because... I we talked about the fact that like oh all these people who created this are are well known except for this one guy I don't know who Nick Lieberman is I know who Ben Platt is I know who Noah Galvin is I know who Molly Gordon is turns out Nick Lieberman is Mary Lou Henner's son and Mary Lou Henner just you know up and tweeted me and said that she listens to the show regularly and was that was shocking and 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 startling but also lovely and we had a nice little chat and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to her here on the podcast coming up as some things she's working on maybe maybe work their way to new york but uh really loved all that and then jan simpson had an episode of all the drama that came out over the weekend talking about the flick which is one of my favorite plays the pulitzer prize winner from annie baker so i love the flick so much so lots of great content anything else grace that you have seen or heard or read over the past week when we've been off that you want to recommend for anybody? No, you nailed all of it. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. I guess I'm on threads now too, although it is so chaotic. I have no idea what's going on over there. Um, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all those platforms you just mentioned at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.